It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing, fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been thinking about lately, and I'll do this every single week. As we wind down the year 2014, I've been thinking about all the things I've been really thankful for. Some of these things include surviving a life-threatening illness, which left me hospitalized for 14 days last winter, meeting new and amazing people who encourage me, challenge me, and encourage me to be the very best version of myself that's possible, as well as the opportunity to interview some of the most amazing people in the world on my show, including Jeffrey Gittimer, Eric Lofholm, Scott Lopez, Sharon Lecter, Tom Ziegler, and of course today's guest, who I will tell you about in just a minute. So let me ask this. What is it that you are most thankful for in 2014? How is your life different now than it was a year ago? The beginning of all progress starts with gratitude. And if you haven't uh, measured the progress or assessed your progress from a year ago, you really should. It gives you a real good gauge of where you are. And no matter how 2014 turned out for you, you can choose to make 2015 as outstanding as you want it to be. That's what I've been doing lately. And it will be such an amazing journey. I look forward to continuing that journey with you into the new year. With all this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Nick Halleck. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Nick Halleck is the founder and CEO of Financial Freedom Institute, Money Masters Global, and co-founder of the Intelligence Intelligence Group of Companies is a global wealth strategist, successful entrepreneur, international speaker, astronaut, high adrenaline adventurer, and best-selling author. Nick became a multimillionaire and assessed, assessed great wealth uh, through savvy investments in, uh, in property and the stock market in his late 20s. He, uh, his group of companies has financially educated and life coached over 300,000 individuals globally. He's the real deal, uh, creating millionaire clients around the world. And not only is Nick a successful entrepreneur, but he's also an avid, thrill-seeking adventurer. Among his various expeditions, which we will talk about many of them today, he's one of the first explorers to dive down five miles and land on the bow of the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. He also summited the highest mountains in the world and is one of the privileged select explorers in the world to view the curvature of the Earth from the edge of space. He's also the very first flight-qualified and certified civilian astronaut from Australia and is said to become the first-ever Australian and private space explorer to rocket to outer space and live on Earth's He currently resides in Hollywood, California, and in Australia. We will talk about this and so much more on today's show. With all that in mind, here's my very special guest, Nick Halleck. Nick, how are you today? Hey, how are you? And thank you for the invite. Great to be hey, here. Hey, you're welcome. And you are currently in Japan. Uh, you must be doing an event there, but it's tomorrow morning already there. Yep, it's um, Tuesday, 8 o'clock in the morning over you. It's, um, 
It's incredibly fresh, cold. It's probably about um, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. But uh, I've been actually here for, uh, with a, for a mastermind, and um, we have had, had delegates flying in from all around the world. It's almost like it's been like the, the, the United Nations assembling, you know, in Tokyo to be um, emotionally and financially inspired and just basically work with individuals in relation to um, their businesses and um, how we can sort of fast start and then basically work towards um, an exit plan in the next couple of years and so they can 10x or 100x their incomes and what have you. So pretty awesome, pretty powerful. That is very, very powerful. So let me ask you the question that I ask everybody at the beginning of the show. Tell us a little bit about your background, your backstory, how you got started, where this journey began, what you overcame, what we can learn from it. We've got probably about eight minutes to the first break. <laughs> Wonderful. So um, I was born in um, uh, Australia to uh, Greek parents who had migrated from uh, Europe. And uh, for the first 10 years of my life, I was sort of medically, um, <clears throat> medically confined to my bedroom. I had chronic allergies debilitating asthma, so I really wasn't, um, um, I wasn't really a, a product of academia until about age 10, um, and I was pretty much um, homeschooled, I grew up on the Encyclopedia Britannica, and I grew up on the, uh, the adventures of Tintin, hence the, um, the crazy mosaic of my adventures, if you want to call it kind of thing, so, so the intellectual side of the Britannica and the, um, the crazy, um, kaleidoscopic, um, you know, fun, friendly, and fulfillment elements of uh, the world of Tintin. So at about age eight, um, having been tired by the rest of the world, the pharmaceutical industry, um, paranoid parents that um, I would always be um, yeah, in need of, um, you know, assistance and uh, my health will, will be uh, a significant detriment to my life. I drafted the my screenplay. In other words, I drafted my top 10 list of goals and actual fact, um, by drafting my screenplay, I, I was the actor, the producer, and the director of my own goals. And, you know, I pretty much became the assassin of my own goals. And I wrote down my top 10 list of goals. And, um, you know, 32 years later, eight down and two to go. So these goals have been pretty, pretty big, bold, beautiful, and fairly um, dramatic, I guess. But for me, it was all about um, these goals. I mean, I was an eight-year-old. And the interesting thing is I am still the student of that eight-year-old because that eight-year-old is still my coach. And um, one thing about goals, um, you know, one thing about being a kid, you never let the kid out of you. So I'm still the biggest kid. In fact, um, you know, I plan to become a centenarian. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll stay 10 years of age, but with 90 years experience, you know, so. Right. Definitely. So uh, for me, um, I had my first business at age 14. I sold my first business at age 17 and with about $30,000 in cash, I, uh, I moved to Hollywood, California to um, pursue um, that rock star dream and um, get signed up and tour around the world because I'm, I, was, I was very much a lead guitarist and I was inspired by music and whatever too. So for me, I just wanted to like travel and I was the first, um, um, I, I'd, I'd gone to university, I uh, permanently deferred and um, I've been traveling ever since. So I've been a cyber gypsy since age 17. I've been traveling the world now. I've been to 135 countries. There's still about 63 countries I've yet to go to. Wow. And for me, it's all about, um, I just love to travel. I mean, you know, it's like and the words fun, freedom, and fulfillment um, resonate well with me. And for me, you know, I also have the, um, the ability and the privilege to be able to emotionally and financially inspire individuals all around the world. And for me, I just love doing what I do because, um, you know, you do it, find what your hobby is, find what you're passionate about, monetize your passion and, you know, do what you love and you never ever work a day in your life. 
So that's yeah. pretty much a, a brief snapshot of Michalik, I guess. Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. So let me ask you, who were some of your musical influences? You said you were a lead guitarist <clears throat> in a rock band. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I sort of grew up on, um, I mean, I was first exposed to, um, you know, um, Jimi Hendrix when I was like about probably eight or nine kind of thing. For me, I sort of grew up on Van Halen, I grew up on Gary Moore, I grew up on all these amazing guitarists of our, of our era, whatever, too. So for me, I just wanted to, like, tour around the world. I mean, I sort of figured it'd be a great way to, like, you know, just travel and, um, you know, entertain as opposed to being entertained. But for me, music was, um, it was, it was probably the biggest thing in my life. And um, I did it professionally up until 1998. But um, at the same time, you know, as a musician, I mean, most people, most people will probably think that a musician is basically, you know, they're reckless, you know, they're not really investors, they're all speculative, they just spend, mm-hmm. spend their money on indiscriminate items. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, an, I, was a, I was an astute and sophisticated investor, investor because 80% of my income um, was basically, you know, I was, I, was, I was, you know, investing in the financial markets. I'll, you know, wherever I am touring around the world, I'll be up in the mornings and fun, investing in the financial markets, you know, while the other guys in the band will be sleeping until 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then going to sound check, going to the gig, and then just basically, you know, repeating the same thing over and over again. So for me, I was investing in the financial markets. I was buying businesses. And um, so it's kind of like the the astute investor by day, but that reckless musician at nighttime, you know. So right, the decadence at wow. nighttime, but the um, the accountability by day. <laughs> Absolutely. And you probably spent a good share of every single day researching and figuring that out. You were, you were basically—I mean—you were devoting part of your life to getting wealthy while you were doing your rock star dream. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, my, and my real motivation there was, um, you know, it wasn't really—it wasn't really the, uh, the materialism. I'm probably the least materialistic person in the world. It was more like, how can I financially financially liberate my parents? My parents were very hardworking um, immigrants. You know, I'm the youngest of four kids, and um, you know, our parents basically—they—I mean. I I was raised by my sisters, you know, and um, mum mum would mum would leave for work um, before I would wake up, and she would re- she would return after I go to sleep. My dad would be home one week of every month, so I never really saw my parents growing up, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really important for me to just to um to be that beacon of light, that I guess that that illuminating financial force for the family, and um you know, and I'm more than happy to do that, and, and basically um. Um, you know, be that, um, provide that rock my my family and obviously for friends. And, and I think it's just been an essence of my life. But I just love to inspire. I mean, I like just anybody with a pulse, anybody willing to, to do whatever it takes and cut every sign of a trend. And for me, right. I, you know, it's, it's really providing that, um, that illumination, you know, being a beacon of light, being a lighthouse for them and really right. be able to provide them, you know, the, those go-to steps, you know, how to fast up, expedite and, leave, and leverage the passion of their life. Right. We've got about a minute and a half to our first break. So let me ask you, because personal development is such an important part of your life Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. How did you get interested in that? Well, for me, it was like, um, you know, there was a lot of negativity um, growing up, I guess. I mean, you know, I had, I had you know, I had become like the pharmaceutical poster boy of my respective country. I had, I had doctors who were negative about me. I mean, just about my health. And it was, there was so much sympathy. There was so much, I mean, uh, you know, for me, I've never wanted to be in a position where I was reliant on anything, whether it's a pharmaceutical drug or whatever kind of thing. So I've always wanted to, like, liberate myself. And, um, you know, for me... Growing up near the Britannica, there was a world that existed outside my bedroom windows, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to be a part of that world. I mean, you know, 
the Britannica basically um, exposed to me, you know, all these different countries and cultures and activities that resided around the world. And for me, I had to basically come up with a strategy how I was going to dismantle my boundaries, I guess, you know. And a lot of my limitations were, you know, it was a world of my own limitations. And I was the architect on that way because I embellished everybody else's negativity. I mean, you know, I just, I simply had it. I simply just validated, accepted, and embraced other people's attitudes or whatever too. And it wasn't until like I was until I wrote down I wrote down those goals. And I guess mm-hmm. by default, um, okay. I really defined their wife factor, my wealth factor. Like I mean, you know, okay. they say in life, um, two most important days: the day you were born and the day you discover okay. why you were born. Okay, and we are at our break. We'll come right back afterwards. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'll be right back. mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves the smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and my very special guest this week is Nick Halleck. He is author of the book The Thrillionaire, and we will talk about some of the amazing, adventurous things that he's done in his life. We will talk about 
uh, building wealth and wealth management. We'll talk about personal development and just a lot of really wonderful topics. Where you can find me, you can find me on Facebook. I have a fan page, a business page called Success Profiles Radio, so you can like my page there. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Brian K. Wright. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. I also have a book that came out recently based on some of the most powerful interviews that I've done on my show. It's called Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales. You can find it on Amazon as a Kindle download. And if you happen to not own a Kindle, that's okay because once you get the book, there is a free reading app where you can read it while you're logged on to Amazon anytime you want. And you can also subscribe and download to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime you want. And once again, here is my very special guest, Nick. Halleck. And so, Nick, tell us about the book, The Thrillionaire. How did you decide to write this book, and why did you decide to write this book? Yeah, definitely. I mean, first of all, I've always wanted to like write a book and just you know share the exploits and some of the other crazy adventures. But um, I guess the backstory to the adventures was, um, you know, I mean, I'm very much um, I, I love I love the entire I love the concept of um, experiential living. I never really want. I've never, I've never gone out there to seek a conventional job or any type of employment. I've always been um, self-employed. I've always just simply just monetized my passion. So the book, The Thrilling Air, is simply, um, you know, a, a culmination and, and a, I guess, an intersection of, um, you know, personal development and sort of financial inspiration in relation to how I went out there, how I think, how I made my money, how I continue to make money, but more so. How I how I reinvest in myself and um, for me, you know, I have, it's it was really the, the the backstory once again comes back down to the original top ten list of goals that I wrote down as an eight year old, and yeah. um, the media has dubbed me the thrillionaire, I guess, you know, in relation to pretty much how I live my life and my pursuits and exploits and whatever too. But um, ultimately, it's um, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't go out there to. to Purposely become a millionaire or a multi-millionaire, and some, I'm not. I don't brag. I'm, I'm not um, all about materialism. It's for me. It's the experiences because, you know, here's the thing, Brian. In life, we will never own anything. You know, and I want to say, yeah. I want to say it one more time. We will never own anything. We, we're, we're simply just caretakers. We're just custodians, and it's mm. the priceless journeys. I mean, the priceless elements of life is what I'm chasing at all times. That for wow. me is the most. That that for me is probably most emotionally profitable and that's what drives me that is so important i love that i i love that so let's talk about some of these goals and your goals weren't simply i want to be a doctor i want to be a fireman i want to be a teacher and there's nothing wrong with any of those things i mean i was a teacher for a while your goals were very big like i want to go to the moon i want to fly in space i want to go to the bottom of the ocean i want to be a rock star i mean these were big big goals do you think the key was that you came up with these when you were eight years old instead of as an adult? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I have more respect for kids' goals than than, than, than the goals of an adult because kids, you know, and uh, they it's got like it's like they have this Kevlar vest, like they're invincible, they can't be shot down, and I truly believe they could do anything in the world. I mean, it's like kids are really epic, they're really colourful. I mean, you know, you, you give a child a um a blank piece of page and you just give them like a set of crayons, they'll be far more colourful in their perspective to life than you know giving the same crayons to an adult. I mean, you know, don't draw between the lines. I mean, just there are no rules in life, and I, and I love that element about kids because kids are fearless. And um, they don't subscribe to the words hope, wish, one day, or, you know, try, or can't, or but, or what if. I mean, these are really adult words, you know. But kids, right. um, 
kids rock, man. They're awesome. It's like, but like, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell anybody, it's like, never let the kid out of you. I mean, look, I made a promise to a young eight-year-old. That eight-year-old still resides within me. And I'm, I am still the student, and that eight-year-old Nick Halleck is still my own. Because I made a promise to him, and I am emotionally obligated to him, which is, which is um, ever so important. So for me, um, the fulfillment of my goals, I mean, and mind you, I've done so much more outside of those goals, outside of the scope of the original goals. And, but ultimately, you know, I'm still a student of life, and I love life, but I monetize life, but I live life on my own terms and conditions at all times. That's really wonderful. That's really wonderful. So let's talk specifically about a few of these. We won't have time to talk about all 10 of them. Yep. We've already talked about how to be, that you became a rock star and you toured uh, with a band for a number of years and you opened for some pretty big bands, right? Yeah, absolutely. We had, we had, we had some amazing times. Let me tell you, it was, it was absolute decadence. I'm sure there's quite a few hotels around the world that never want to see me again. But right. um, that did come with the territory for the music industry. But um, Look, um, I love music. I mean, I, I still love music. I mean, I am a, a musician at heart. But ultimately, I guess the um, the trappings of being in a band and a rock band and touring around the world was that my livelihood um, was ever so dependent on five other guys in the band. And, you know, we – I mean, I, I, the, our mindsets were very much different. I mean, I was – very, very, um, you know, I just wanted to like tour around the world. I had no desire to go back home. And, you know, and probably, the, probably the, the, the takeaway here is, um, you know, empower yourself, you know, have your own agenda. Because sometimes um, the closest people in your life can also disappoint and let you down, you know. So for me, I had to fly solo. But the music industry was, was a was a great um, a great way to really see the world and um, really work on the next element of my life because I believe every 10 years should be a new chapter in your life or a new paradigm to experience at all times. Right. That's wonderful. One of the ones that really intrigued me was the fact that you slept in the Great Pyramid by yourself overnight. This is not something that happens very much. They don't allow that very much, do they? No, it's, it's, it's illegal. I mean, and, and I'll give you an example over here. I was reading um, an autobiography by Dr. Paul Bronson. Uh, Dr. Paul Bronson was this philosopher, this um, this crazy British mystic of the uh, the 1930s, and I was reading his accounts of, um, you know, back in 1935 when he slept in the um, the Great Pyramid of Giza in the uh, the King's Chamber in the actual sarcophagus uh, in Cairo, and I just loved his exploits. I mean, he had interventions. He, um, you know, he he recounted about. Um, uh, mystic, um, you know, in, in ceremonial dresses, whatever you do, and ghosts, whatever. You, and I, I kind of said to myself, I kind of said to myself that I wanted like a piece of this. I mean, I mean, for me, it was important to um to to be able to fulfil that same prophecy that um, Dr. Paul Pronton experienced. And um, I moved to Cairo, Egypt, in um, 2007, and I had this crazy idea that I was going to sleep. In the same sarcophagus, and mind you, this this sarcophagus. Why is it so unique? I'll tell you why. Uh, Napoleon slept in a sarcophagus. Alexander the Great, Herodotus, Sir Isaac Newton. So you had you had all these incredible giants of history that have all spent their time in the Pyramid of Giza. And I'm talking about the uh, the Cheops Pyramid, the very very the very very large one. Mm-hmm. So I rocked up there, uh, with having no idea how I was going to um, uh, achieve this crazy feat, but. Um, within three weeks, I had um, met the – I had basically networked and met enough individuals um, within the uh, Egyptian government 
um, the uh, Supreme Council um, leaders of, of, of all the antiquities, and I was given, I was provided um, access, and I guess, I guess the interesting thing was I actually gave my conditions about sleeping in the pyramid. I said I want to be locked in, I want to be padlocked in, and I want lights out, just like Dr. Paul Brunton back in 1935. And mm. uh, let me tell you, um, have you, Brian, have you, have you, have you ever seen the movie um, Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin? Home Alone, yes. Yeah, well, that was me. But in the pyramid, I mean, you know, Tommy, yeah. the, the biggest child in the pyramid, I mean, this is one of the oldest man-made structures, over 5,000 years old, and it was my private residence for the night. I had the entire pyramid to myself. I mean, it was, it was an epic time, and it was freezing outside, but getting inside, it, was, it felt like it was about 105 degrees. And, um, really? you know, I did a whole bunch of chanting. Um, you know, I just, I wrote a lot, you know. And, I mean, imagine this, right? It's pitch dark. It's amazing how you sort of climatize the dark, mind you. You know, I had a notepad and pen. I was writing. I had a bottle of water over here. Bottle of water over here. I was doing some chanting, and I was just reading. I was, I was just writing. Basically, just I was just leaning against a sarcophagus and just writing my accounts. And the book, the thrilling air. I mean, there were elements of my book that were written in the actual pyramid that particular night. Wow. It was a really, it was an amazing experience. And um, yeah, let me tell you. Um, and look, and the interesting thing was, I did also experience something too, and I've got, I've actually got video recordings of it, um, you know, sounds or just elements that occurred that particular night that I guess defy logic, but um, it really was a, a very surreal experience, definitely. Wow, and, that's and, great, and, incre and incredibly illegal too, mind you. It's like it just cannot be done. I mean, especially in today's environment, you know, just cannot be done. Right. But uh, really, right. a quite an experience. So the thing that I take away from that is a lot of people said you can't do this, you're not allowed to do this, but you still found a way to get it done, which I admire very much. Yeah, look, I I changed I changed the uh, the polarity of all the circumstances in life. I mean, for me, you know, when you say no, you're just energizing me. I mean, I'm, look, I am a modern day alkaline battery. I just will not stop. You know, um, right. where I where I see so many people in my lives, you know, like I, I talk to people, people, they're like a carbon battery that just deflated, you know, they go to like motivational seminars and they get hyped up for the weekend, then back to Monday, they're back to a carbon battery, you know. Uh -huh. um, for me, it's like, you know, there's, there's, I truly believe that um, I can control any circumstance other than weather and traffic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I want to be controlled. But for me, you know, a um, no is a temporary yes, you know, impossibilities. I love challenges. And I'll give you a perfect example right now. Right. Um, right now, I'm actually working on a, um, a particular adventure, a particular expedition, and we're going to be we're going to be climbing inside an active volcano. And the idea wow. is, I mean, I love history. I mean, look, I love Mother Nature. I love the um, uh, the fury and the um, the, the feistiness of Mother Nature. Whether it's um, in an active volcano or a tornado or a hurricane or whether it's, you know, I mean, for me, it's life because there are too many individuals that just simply just tiptoe through life. You know, I don't want to be one of those individuals, you know. There are too many individuals out there right now who die at 21 when they get buried at 75 years of age, you know. For me, it's um, that experiential living. It's like, you know, harness Mother Nature, you know, harness every right. energy and every opportunity. But yeah. um, like I said, there's a particular expedition we're working on right now in January uh, in Vanuatu. Okay, okay. great. A remote island chain, there's an active volcano. Yeah.
Great. We're coming up on our next break. We'll come back to this after the break, and we're with Nick Halleck. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Energy Saving Solutions Innovative Double Green Plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our Double Green Plan. Double Green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mobby to Mobile radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Master's of Business administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Nick Halleck. He's the author of the book, The Thrillionaire, and several other books, including a new book that's going to be coming out sometime next year. I think it's called The Five-Day Weekend. Is that right, Nick? That's correct, yes. Oh, wonderful. And if anyone wants to call in and talk to us during the show, it's 866-404-6519. That's 866-404-6519. And before the break, Nick, you were talking about an expedition that you were organizing with some people where you were going to go to Basically, a Basically, yeah. There's a, there's a remote um, volcano um, on a remote island off the coast of Vanuatu. And the thing is um, – this particular volcano, there's very little is known. In fact, there have been more people who have walked on the moon that have set foot um, on this particular crater of this particular volcano. So we're in like the first group of individuals 
levels ever in history. And what we're doing is we're actually climbing inside of the active volcano to pitch a campsite. So we're going to be inside of an active volcano. We're going to repel 400 metres deep inside an active volcano. And the lava lake is about 1,300 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. And we're... With purely photography, we're going to have some um, some drone cameras down there, and it's going to be actually we're, we're sort of producing a documentary also for television too. So, it's a, it's an amazing bulk, and it really is epic. And the other footage we're gonna we're gonna record will be um, incredible, and um, it's gonna be the most amazing viewing ever. I mean, there's nothing like this place. Great. And where is this again? Off the coast of Vanuatu in the other South Pacific. And okay. Brian, back to, um, I guess, my philosophy, philosophy about adventures and travel, you know, and I, I sort of ask myself this question every day. It's like, when was the last time you did something for the very first time? And it's a, it's a very powerful question because, you know, a lot of us live in a very regurgitated posture where we basically do the same things over and over again. But um, if you simply ask yourself, when was the last time you did something for the very first time, you start to come up with real epic and refreshing and invigorating ideas at all times? That is a very powerful question, and I love it. I think you asked that in your book as well. So that's, yeah. that's really, really great. Some of the top ten goals that you created when you were eight years old, and we aren't going to have time to talk about all of them, but you can certainly get it uh, by reading The Thrillionaire. Uh, you have uh, orbited the Earth. You plunged into the ocean and landed on the bow of the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean and had lunch with two other people. You've become a rock star. We've already talked about the pyramid. You've climbed Mount Everest and some of the highest summits in the world. You've run with the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. That was interesting, I bet. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing like being chased by 20 tons of sirloin meat, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm sure there's a, a, a method to all of that. You don't just simply run in front of bulls, do you? Do you run alongside well, them? Is there a strategy? You know, if there, if there are any listeners right now on this call who just want to, like, reactivate their, um, their pulse and their heart rate and just their, I guess, their vitality for life, do the running of the bulls. Let me tell you, I mean, I mean, I, I left the music industry and, um, you know, like 12 years on the road, we did about 4,000 gigs. I was tired and um, I felt complacent. I felt like, I'm, you know, I felt caged up. And, you know, in life, certain birds you can't cage because the feathers are far too bright. Well, my feathers are far, were way too bright and I needed to, like, you know, flee the coop. And I left the music industry, left my last gig, and within two days I, I found myself, you know, camping with Bedouins in, um, with Tuaregs in, the, um, in the Sub-Sahara, and from there, I went straight to um, Spain to run the bulls, and let me tell you, it was a great way to just feel alive once again and just feel my pulse. Wow. It was a, it was a beautiful experience, absolutely beautiful. That's great. So you are all about playing very, very big in life. These goals that you set when you are eight years old are huge, huge goals like we've talked about before. Why yeah. do you think that a lot of people play small. Why do you think that happens? Um, like a self-esteem belief system, because a lot, of, a lot of it is, um, you know, we've become a product of the other system, the conditioning, you know, being institutionalized. And, um, and ultimately, we start to, we, we become too sub, subservient to um, the system. You know, we follow rules. And, and I tell people there are no rules. You know, rule number one is that there are no rules. Rule number two, do not forget rule number one. I mean, go out there. I mean, forge your own life. Have your own agenda. I mean, if you're not working on your own 
goals, you're working on somebody else's goals. You know, yeah. and the reality is when you really examine life, I mean, you have to fight for your dreams because unfulfilled dreams have a habit of haunting you for the rest of your life. And adults have so many unfulfilled dreams. And Brian, the richest place in the world, when you really think about this, right? The richest place, the most wealthiest place, the most lucrative place on the planet is the graveyard. The mm. graveyard of all the unfulfilled dreams in life. Wow. You know, and for me, it's like, you know, I plan to become a centenarian. I mean, I mean, I plan to do, I mean, I mean, I, I've, I've only started, you know, I'm so hungry. I love life. I've, I've such vitality for life. I have such passion. And for me, it's, you know, it's fun, freedom, fulfillment, immersing myself in like multiple cultures around the world. But, um, there are so many beautiful things around the world. I mean, like this volcano, for example, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, having lunch on the Titanic, I mean, I'll, I was immortalized by the shipwreck Titanic. Why? Because my parents were immigrants and they came by ship, you know? So I just love that immigrant story. I mean, the, the Titanic, but, you know, I wrote down, I had no idea how I was going to do it, but I wrote down to have lunch on a Titanic. And I had lunch on the Titanic and I was part of actually, I was actually part of um, James Cameron's expedition back in 2005. So for mm. me, it's, um, there's been a lot of lofty goals and, you know, owning exotic homes around the world, becoming a millionaire, um, you know, becoming an astronaut. And my two remaining is um, living on a space station and obviously my number one goal, because I am a product of the Apollo generation of the Apollo missions. Mm -hmm. um, I've always said I'm, I want I plan to walk on the moon. Mm. That may take 25, 30, 35, 40 years, but I will walk on the moon. Yeah. You know, the Russians, awesome. the Russians about five years ago offered me um, a trip to orbit the moon for about $100 million, basically about, two, about you know, 30 to 40 orbits, and then slingshot around the moon and then come back to Earth for $100 mm -hmm. million. And... I mean, okay, well, the point is I want to walk on the moon. I don't – I mean, what the, the biggest tease is simply just orbit the moon. I mean, how ridiculous, right? I mean, right. I've always wanted to, like, walk on the moon. So, for me, it will happen in our generation. I mean, eventually we'll, we'll have to go back and set up a moon base and what have you too. But, um, you know, my, my dreams, I mean, you know, you want to – it's, it's a bigger chunk out of life because – you know, ultimately, you know, in 20, 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 years time, chances are you will stop breathing and you will be fertilizing daffodils. But ultimately, you still have to look yourself in the mirror and respect yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that self-esteem, mm -hmm. that belief system, you know, knowing that you've lived a true, mm -hmm. you know, rich life or whatever too. You know, spiritually rich, emotionally rich, not the financial, just not, not just the, um, the financial elements that most people are simply chasing. You know, yeah. I tell people, you know, you work on the spiritual and emotional side, then wealth, the monetary wealth happens by default. Right. Yep. Exactly. So how does the goal process, goal setting process work for you? I know you made yeah. these goals when you were eight, so you had Definitely. absolutely no limits at all. So how does that work for you? Definitely. Well, and one thing about the, one thing about myself, I'm very much a, a contrarian. I don't believe in um, vision boards or dream boards. For me, um, you know, a lot of individuals just simply, um, you know, will basically put a, a colorful picture of a car or a holiday on, on a board and simply believe it's going to manifest itself overnight, you know. For mm -hmm. me, you know, I, I have the concept, the idea. Obviously, you know, I write it down. I'm very much – I love writing. Even, 
Even in today's digital age, I love to write because, you know, words, they leave impressions, you know, as opposed to spoken words, they simply evaporate, you know. So for mm -hmm. me, I write it down. In other words, what I'm doing is I'm emotionalizing the experience. In other words, I have an emotional stake. Next, I, I hold myself accountable by a definitive date. So I'm very, very date-specific, okay? Um, I'm emotionalizing it. I'm internalizing it on a sale level. Also, I'm having other individuals hold me accountable to these particular goals. And it's really important. So accountability to the goals, um, being definitive as to what date, what strategy, emotionalizing it, as opposed to simply just having a cutout of a Maserati or a Porsche or a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, and which effectively, most of the time, I mean, you know, is somewhat devoid in a person's life. So mm. I'm very, very specific about my goals, as opposed to, um, you know, subscribing to, you know, the law of attraction, what have you to Right. Wow, that's that's really wonderful. I appreciate that. The fact that the thing that you that you said just a little bit ago that really struck me is the fact that there are no rules. There yeah. are no rules. Society likes to paint rules, and really there aren't any. So that gives you complete freedom to do really whatever you want. And we've got about two minutes to our final break. Definitely. And Brian, the reality is, you know. There are too many individuals who are mediocre and average. Why? Because they abide by the rules. Because the rules are designed to do what? To institutionalize and keep you in a very, very sterile type environment. You know, mm. and, and, and it's always a select few that, um, that, are, that are somewhat, you know, uh, illuminated out there. Why? Because they dare to be different. You know, they, 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 they work on a, on a different polarity. They change the circumstances. I mean, they truly believe they can do anything in the world. But ultimately, it's these individuals who want to make a difference. And, um, you know, a lot of it is, you know, we, we're too, um, we, we tiptoe through life. We're too scared. We, you know, we, we exhibit fear, we, the fear of the unknown, and a lot of elements along those lines. Wow. That, that's really fantastic. I, I love that. We've got probably about a minute or so to our final break. We've been talking with Nick Halleck, and we've got one more segment to go. But we talked about the goal-setting process. And what I took away from that is you have to have an emotional stake in what you want to accomplish. Because if there is no emotional stake, if you're not invested in it emotionally, you will have no reason and no passion, especially when obstacles come up. And there will be obstacles I love the fact that you put a deadline to it and especially the accountability factor because I'll tell you what, a lot of people try and set goals and do things all by themselves and, and that just isn't usually going to work. Having an accountability partner, in fact, I was talking with a couple of different people earlier today before the show and, and they're both uh, accountable, accountability partners with me in some of the things that I want to do and I appreciate them so much. So we will come back for a final segment with Nick Halleck. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? 
concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And once again, this is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Nick Halleck. He's the author of The Thrilling Air. You can get that on Amazon. You can get that on his uh, website. What is your website, Nick? You know what? The, um, the main website will be on nickhalleclive.com. nickhalleclive.com. And you, you are far more than just an author. Uh, you teach wealth strategies, and you have live events all over the world. So let's yeah. talk about some of that because that is the base and the foundation by which you got to do a lot of these really awesome things that you are currently doing. So let's talk about – investment strategies. One thing you said in your book, which really knocked me over a little bit, is that you don't invest in anything that moves. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I'm an investor, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a venture capitalist. For me, investing is all about this. It's, um, you know, I believe in asset accumulation. You know, I don't, look, if you, for example, over here, um, a car moves. You know, mm-hmm. anything that moves is, is, is a liability. So for me, it's, it's got to be an asset. It's got to, it's got to generate revenue at all times. But um, when I look at revenues, for example, over here, you know, I, I, and, and for the listeners on the call, they can probably do this particular exercise. It won't take long. I mean, simply add up all your expenses on a monthly basis. So, for example, if your total expenses, it could be like phone use, television, um, fuel, running costs, credit card, personal loan, payments, mortgage payments. I mean, add up your total expenses on a monthly basis. So assuming your total monthly expenses, that is for the house, to run you and your, you know, the entire household, if it's $5,000, then you need to be generating $10,000 passive income. Now, passive income is money that is generated 24-7 in your sleep, worst-case scenario. By passive income, I'm talking about recession-proof income, future-proofed income that will still continue to generate money. So, for example, if your total expenses are $5,000, you need to be generating $10,000 passive income 
on a two-to-one passive income ratio. So whatever you make from your income, other revenue sources, that's what you invest 100% of. Interesting, interesting. So what are some vehicles that we can use to achieve that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm a big believer. I love, I love residential property, you know. Residential property is a great passive investment over here. For me, I'm investing in ATM machines. You know, I'm involved in um, uh, shipping containers. I own car parks. I own marina berths around the world. So for me, you know, there's a lot of passive income type investments that um, generate money irrespective of whether I am there or not. For me, um, you know, I tell individuals when it comes to business, be a conductor. You know, get paid to think and outsource the administration of your ideas to others at all times. So for me, like a bit like a like a conductor has a baton. Well, my baton is my cell phone. You know, I I run my entire empire from my cell phone. I could be anywhere in the world at, at any given one time. I mean, I could be in Antarctica. Uh, I could be in, you know, in the North Pole. But I've always got some form of internet access at all times. So for me, I get paid to think. And I run the administration of my ideas with my with my team, my assistants around the world, and this is pretty much how I create that um, you know that recession-proof type lifestyle. Wow, that's great. So, one phrase that you've coined is multiple pillars of income. Residential yeah. real estate is certainly one. ATM machines, marinas. Uh, yeah, car parks uh, definitely. What else I mean, can uh, someone do? Yeah, I mean, look. There, there are so many different strategies out there, and I probably don't have time to go over the. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in the financial markets. I mean, the financial markets are a great source of cash flow. For me, property is um, capital growth. But I'm also a business entrepreneur too. I love, I love acquiring businesses. In most cases, no money down, and simply just adding value. I mean, I love to value factor. Value factoring is the art of adding value. You know, and for me, I always have predetermined exit plans that I sell a business or an idea or a concept or an ideology. And in most cases, I may even have ideas and then I'll employ others to simply run with it and then give them an equity stake in that particular business. So for me, I'm very creative and ultimately, you know, I've still got that zest of life, that, that young eight-year-old, that young Nick Halleck who was eight. And, you know, I always get in my way. I'll, I will always... Um, find a way. I mean, I love hurdles. I love obstacles. They challenge me. I love challenges. Mm -hmm. In fact, I seek challenges in life because that's how I yeah. sharpen my axe every day of my life. Absolutely. So um, do you have an exit strategy in mind when you get involved in an opportunity or do you resolve that there are some things that you're just never going to let go of? I know in your book you say you never, ever sell real estate ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Real estate is long-term proposition over here. Businesses, um, you know, I have an exit plan which is basically shaped by the economy. So, for example, over here, um, there'll be about four different businesses that I'll be selling by 2017. 2017 will be uh, the peak of the next boom. And obviously, it's um, if you're going to be selling a business, it's always best to sell your business uh, during insanity. And insanity is basically when the market is most speculative and are willing to overpay. So I know exactly when to acquire businesses and I know exactly when to sell. Why? Because I understand economies. I, I teach economic theories, uh, forecasting. And what is important there is, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's business, property, or whether it's the financial markets, they are all shaped by three things, the three human traits of human emotion, greed, fear, and indecision. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is I've taken, you know, I've, I've spent decades on this. I've basically mapped out all the different human emotions up until the year 2050 in relation to where we are. So, so like 
And now, for example, we're, we're approaching the zone of greed, which will last for another four more years before we basically hit boom time, and then we're basically back in fear. So it's important to shape your business, your, your ideas around the prevalent human emotion at a particular time. Wow, that's really great. So let me ask you this. If someone is stuck in a job yeah. or is looking to free themselves from the rat race, you've talked about a lot of different things that someone can do. Where do you start? Where would you recommend starting? Yeah, definitely over here. First of all, if you plan to leave your job, I will say leave your job only if you have nine months of salary in your bank account just to give you a bit of a head start over here. But ultimately, um, I would encourage anybody who has, who has employment to go out there and just start to think about what you're most passionate about or what your hobby is. I mean, and work at work a business or work, work an idea in relation to a business in relation to uh, monetizing your actual passion over here. I mean, I truly believe that everybody should become entrepreneurial. In fact, if the, um, the American government encouraged um, – more individuals become entrepreneurs as opposed to just getting a job. I mean, you know, there's more money to tax. I mean, think about it because more entrepreneurs will be making more money. It's just, it's just obvious to me, right? But um, mm -hmm. I truly believe, you know, you know, really embrace an entrepreneurial spirit and go out there and inspire. Have you know, add add a phenomenal value, add phenomenal products and services to our humanity. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That's wonderful. So what are your big goals going forward? What is it? I mean, I know you've got two more things left on your top 10 list. One of them is to be on the moon and one is to live on the space station. Do you have <laughs> big, big aspirations above? I mean, those are big aspirations themselves, but do you have big, big goals that go beyond that even? Oh, look, you know, fatherhood is definitely the plan, you know, but, um, you know, there's fatherhood. There's um, obviously I have 63 more countries to um, conclude in relation to all the all the countries on planet Earth. Yes. But um, I guess for me, it's it's never been about the materialism. It's for me, it's more like, you know, there there are so many elements out there that I've still yet to discover. I mean, I love meeting people. I love I love changing lives. I love really emotionally inspiring. So for me, there are um, probably family um, and just visiting every country on the planet still. And just really creating, you know, um, one million multi-millionaires across planet Earth, and um, you know, building that legacy, that body of work, and being an inspiration for so many others. That's wonderful. So let me ask you this: We've probably got about three or four minutes until the end. Who inspires and motivates you? <laughs> the eight-year-old in me. Yeah, I made yeah. a promise to a young eight-year-old that I will basically conclude and fulfill those particular goals. And um, that eight-year-old keeps me sharp every day of my life. And I have nothing but respect for that young eight-year-old in me. That's great. That's great. So let me ask, uh, how can we find Thrillionaire? How can we connect with you? How can we learn more about the live yeah, events definitely. you do around the world? The, I mean, yeah. I mean, Facebook's probably the most easiest way. I mean, don't you love social media these days? Um, definitely, Facebook is just an easy way to reach out to me. You can, you're more than welcome to uh, private message me. And um, you, can, you, know, you can either go to Nick Halleck Live and just leave some comments there, and you can sort of reach out to me there. But uh, ultimately, I'm, I'm very humble, very down to earth. I love life. I'm very approachable. And um, for me, it's my objective and mission to um, provide you, you know, elements to your life to inspire you and, you know, to allow you to see greater leverage in your life. And for me, that is what is most emotionally profitable at all times, Brian. 
Are we still here? Yes. Fantastic. I think we lost the connection for a second. But yeah, um, so let me ask you this. We've got maybe two minutes until the end. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Definitely over here. I mean, um, one thing um, a lot of individuals may sort of comment about my life or I guess my choices about do I live a very high-risk life. I mean, for me, it's like I, I love challenges, I love hurdles, I love obstacles. So for me, I'm always seeking challenges. I mean, if, if I love impossible tasks and I love when individuals say that something cannot be done. I mean, for me, I'm always changing the polarity of every particular circumstance in life. But ultimately, you know, life is a calculated risk. But sometimes you've got to go you've got to go out there and just, you know, take you know, take some risk. You need you need a degree or a capacity of risk in your life. Otherwise you will not achieve anything. You know, sometimes you've got to go out there. I mean, if you hurt yourself, you know, it's like it's like riding a bike over here, you know. Get off that. If you, if you fall, you hurt yourself, you've got to get back on that bike, you know, start pedaling again, start, you know, start riding that bicycle again. But uh, a lot of us, we're very fearful of, um, you know, hurt. I mean, there are some things that have shaped our lives and we've become so negative, we've, we've become so cocooned, you know, living in a virtual world and we've lost that capacity to live and just um, really believe in ourselves. But, um but ultimately, it's um, you know, working your self-esteem, working your belief system every day, and sharpen that emotional, sharpen that spiritual, and sharpen that financial axe each and every day. All right, sounds great. We've got less than a minute to the end. My very special guest has been Nick Halleck. He's the author of the book The Thrillionaire. He's got a new book coming out next year called The Five Day Weekend. And Nick, I would love to have you back when that absolutely, book is definitely, yeah, absolutely. This was my a pleasure. Great time. My pl- you bet. And you are in Japan and you're conducting a mastermind session today. So uh, I know your day is just beginning. It's 8 a.m., 9 a.m. for you in Japan. And our day is just yep. concluding. It's 7 p.m. here on Monday. So uh, we'll let you go. And we are so thankful that you were here today. And to all of you listening, thank you so much for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. You can listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes anytime you like. And get my book on Amazon. It's called Success Profiles files, mental toughness and sales. See you next time. Have a wonderful week. Take care, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply.